Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, the absolute failure of the GTA Definitive Edition trilogy. So it is fair to say that the Definitive Edition of the older 3D GTA titles, while selling a loss, has not had the kind of staying power that the original games had. And so right now, there are 539 people playing the original version of San Andreas. And this compares to 294 who are playing the Definitive Edition. So twice as many people are playing the older version. And this is also true with the Vice City. It currently has 231 people playing it compared to the Definitive Edition that has 109. The only Definitive Edition that's beating the original version is GTA 3 because there's 60 people playing the Definitive Edition and 37 that are playing the original version. So for a time, you weren't even able to buy the original games, but I believe currently you can on Steam. You can choose to buy the older version or the Definitive Edition. Oh, am I wrong? Can you not buy it? I'm sure you can buy the key elsewhere though, right? Oh, or does buying this one give you the original game as well? No, I think it gives you all three games. Mm. Yeah, I can't find it here. That's so dumb. But I mean, I'm, I'm sure you can get keys somewhere, right? But that makes it even funnier that the original game is still getting more people playing it than the new version. Rockstar had an opportunity to re-release those games in a way that they could have been beloved by so many and had persistent staying power and played heaps and they completely squandered that. I do think about playing those games again. What I'm probably going to do is like ask after some experts in that kind of stuff and just find out what mods I should be placing on the game, whether I can mod the original to be the best it can be or if I can mod the definitive edition to be the best it can be and just go from there. Because I know a lot of people spent time modding both games and I just want to get the best experience. I will play through them eventually, again. But I mean, if you're following my VOD channel, I believe my VODs of my previous playthroughs are slowly coming out right now. So you could experience them again. Games should never feel like you're being patient. So I released a short a while back that uh, got a lot of views in part because it was a bit controversial. So this is on my Rambles channel. No video game should ever feel like you're being patient. At no point in a video game should you be like, man, I really wish this part of the game didn't exist. Guess I have to grit my teeth through it so that I can get to the thing that I want to do. Of course, everyone has different tastes, so it's almost impossible, I guess, for a game to be made. You know, someone isn't bored waiting for the better part of the game for themselves. But at the same time, no one should look at a game and go, oh yeah, to play this game, you need a lot of patience. That's just dumb. If patience is needed as an element to play the video game, then that video game hasn't been made very well and it should have been slimmed down. Like when you're watching a movie, you don't sit there and go, oh yeah, this is just the, like the, the slow part of the movie. You gotta wait 12 hours and we'll get to the good part of the movie. That's just, that's just evidence of it not being made very well. Games shouldn't feel boring like you're waiting for something interesting to happen. You shouldn't need patience. That is to be able to tolerate without complaints delay, suffering, inconvenience or whatever, waiting for something good to happen. A well-made game is one where even if something is happening in the future, you are still entertained, you feel satisfied leading up to that thing. It isn't like, oh, uh, the good thing happens in an hour. Well, I guess I'll just like wait around, around for an hour then. I guess I'll find something to do. You should always have stuff to do. The game should always be engaging and there should just be stuff that happens in the future, you know? Sorry to say, I was talking a little bit about Red Dead Redemption 2 there, where I'm like, I know there's a cool shootout coming up. Oh no, I have to ride this horse for an hour. Uh, I'm sitting this swing. I felt bored playing that game way too often. That's just me, and I, I suspect that's what in part I was getting at in the next part. Where I'm like, look, obviously what people find engaging is going to be very different from person to person. So for some people, 
they're going to have to be patient at that part of the game that they find like a slog and so boring and they they just wish they weren't there while other people will be super engaged during that same section like i made my statement and then i kind of walked it back a bit and i said okay fine you can't possibly make a game that satisfies everyone at every single moment to the same degree i accidentally released a video at a very controversial time so I released my collaboration with Bruffy, which involved us trying to get to a bunch of checkpoints in a custom map with a bunch of people kamikazeing planes into us to try to stop us. And it turned out that the day that I released the video was more significant than I realized. I received this tweet. I saw that you just released a new video in which people try to kill you by hitting you with planes. I like it. I just think it was a bad day to release it on, considering that it's 9-11. I know you probably won't see this tweet, but I just want to inform you. So my response to this was, G'day mate, and I showed that it's 1am on the 12th of September. <laughs> Followed by saying, the tragedy of 9-11, also known as Australian 12-9. Because <laughs> obviously we structure our dating thing differently. A more sensible way of course, going from smallest to largest, rather than America's middle in length, shortest, then longest. I, whatever. And the thing that I say to everyone is, imagine thinking I know what day it is. Imagine thinking that. Imagine being that crazy to think Dark Vibe AU knows the date or the day. Because I don't. Had a dude over my house recently. And I, I was like, oh, how's it going? He's like, oh, good, you know, Mondays. And I was like, yes, it is Monday today. Of course. <laughs> I have to fake being a normal person. Be like, oh, yeah, Mondays, man. Oh, boy. Do, do I hate their Mondays? <laughs> I got a lot of comments on the video. I'm gonna be honest, Matt, probably not great to post this on 9-11. You could get some smoke for this. A video about planes purposely crashing into other people to kill them posted on 9-11. Bold strategy. I love your videos, by the way. Just thought it was a bit weird. Was it a great decision to post this on September 11th? Crazy to mention plane kamikaze on this certain day. I don't want to savage Americans too much, but uh, can you name like even one other major tragedy that's happened in the world in the last hundred years that didn't happen in America? Are you looking at your calendars being like, oh, that's that mass slaughter that happened in uh, X country 15 years ago. Better not do particular things on this day. You never have such considerations. 9-11 happened over 20 years ago. And obviously my beliefs in that video had nothing to do with it. Thinking that it would be a major consideration for other countries to avoid doing particular things on, uh, for, although certainly tragic days in America. It's just very silly, right? This video can never get enough recognition. So it's once more happened, guys. My favorite video I've ever made has popped off a little bit more in the algorithm after all these years. GTA 5, but all characters are voiced by women. Jeez, what took you so long? Shut the fuck up and drive! Woo, did you see that shit? I fucking put that bitch's face against the glass. Did you see that? Yeah, you're a real stallion. ba 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 the money. So this video, when it first came out, did not do the numbers that I was hoping. 200,000 views in the first 30 days. But this was back when like my channel was at its highest peak. Those were not good numbers for then. But every once in a while, it would just go like pop off and pop off and it's popping off again. The reason why the video doesn't do too well is because the view retention graph is awful. Like for a video that isn't even eight minutes, 15% get to the end. So I'm happy that YouTube's willing to show it to anyone at all because the premise is amusing enough that people want to click the video. Yeah, it was one voice actor who did the whole thing, but the 
effort for me to make it. Like at the time, this was the most complicated audio mixing I've ever done. And I got a lot of respect for people who do this kind of thing for a living in movies. Cause you got to get every single sound perfectly sounding, balanced with each other. And I had the advantage that I was recreating a lot of the sounds using stuff that Rockstar had already made. Like I didn't have to make those sounds, right? It took forever. <laughs> Cause obviously I couldn't just use the original sounds from the game files because the, the, the sounds in the game in most scenes are baked in to the voices of the characters. Thinking about it, these days, this because this was done like almost three years ago, these days with AI, potentially be a lot easier to do. Because I could potentially just rip the voices from the cutscenes, remove them, and just keep the audio, the, the music and stuff. But I didn't have that option back then. But yeah, still one of my favorite videos. I'm happy. It's getting some more respect. The YouTuber Colossalus Crazy came out of retirement to do a dramatic reading of my original anti-react essay. So obviously, I'm not a person who's constantly searching for themselves on social media and stuff. But usually what happens, if someone is saying something about me or using my work in some capacity, people will tell me about it because I'm a large enough creator that I usually have mutual viewers with everyone to some degree, and so I'll be informed. So it's rare that something by a fairly large creator happens involving me that I don't eventually find out about. But recently, I was looking up on SoundCloud, of all things, trying to find a song that a viewer made for me like five years ago. What I found was this. There is this creator called Colossal is Crazy. Plotrio says he, he was big in 2016. I remember him from around that time as well. Not for anything particularly big, I just remember he was associated with Leafy is Here and Keemstar. I think I heard him on a podcast or two once. So over a year ago, apparently, Despite having posted like nothing to any of his YouTube channels or anything like that, he came back and posted something to SoundCloud about me. He has a dramatic reading of my original essay, How the React Griff Works by Dark Viper AU. It's got 2,500 views, 34 likes. So obviously not many people got through it because it is very, very cringe. But how weird is that? I was just like, why does this exist? I wanted to DM him and be like, what led to this existing? What was the point? How did you like pseudo come out of retirement to make this? I mean, it's click somewhere random. People who present their first watch of a video as content in some media, their reaction to something they have not seen before. The other content described previously, I define as response content. Response content is where you see someone else's content and feel that you have something of significance to add to their work. This can take the form of review, analysis, adding your particular expertise to give additional information, it's using like a terrible microphone in an echoey room. It's clearly not done for any constructive purpose because it's, it, he says down here, link to the manifesto. Um, obviously people who call it a manifesto are people who are trying to dismiss it for, uh, rather than for its content, they're trying to dismiss it out of hand. Like poisoning the well kind of thing. In the sense that it's just an essay. People write essays all the time. There's nothing inherently negative about the word manifesto, but it definitely has negative connotations. And it's used by people who, rather than wanting to combat what a person has said or explain why it's wrong, they just want to dismiss it out of hand. In the same way that this, if Colossal had some legitimate reason to dismiss my words or to say why it's wrong, he, he would probably do that. But he, he can't do that, so he has to do this song and dance. Like, it's just so cringe. I really want to know why it was made. Like, maybe he had some goal of making a video on it or something, or? It would ever be a mystery, but a strange one, you know? How Modders Ruins GTA Online. 
I'm sure you all know Moore's Mutual Insurance, and I'm not talking about the company in GT Online. I'm talking about the channel, 573,000 subscribers right now, 500 videos, that's a lot more videos than I thought. Usually does small clips of like memes and stuff. The more recent ones haven't been doing uh, as well. They're still very good, but uh, you know, the algorithm can shift and change. Some of the oldest videos have many millions of views. But recently, to my knowledge, one of the few very long videos, at least for them, that they've ever released. Why Rockstar will never win the war against modders. It's eight minutes and 46 seconds long. This video is edited so well with all these effects and stuff. I'm looking at that thinking like, I don't make anything this well produced. I really wish I knew how to use After Effects and I had these skills and stuff, but I know it's just not worth the time to learn. But there's like, if you want to watch the video, it kind of highlights all the major events in like modding and all the different things that they've done over time and whatnot. Basically, I highly recommend the video. It's a good watch, it's a short watch, very well produced on the topic of modders in GTA Online. Let's just hope that GTA 6 handles things a little bit better than GTA Online did. It is a little bit selfish, I understand, but when people talk about modders in GTA Online now, I'm like, I just don't like to think about it anymore. Because I'm in a spot where I'm secure with my VPN and my protection thing. Modders can't fuck with me now. It is annoying to have to turn those two things on. It is annoying that I can't go into public sessions and stuff. But now actually being able to play the game, my aggravation, my anger at modders has certainly declined. I still wish it was fixed, but knowing that there's nothing that I can do, to combat it in any way, shape, or form, I just try to put it out of my mind. Twitter will no longer accidentally dox you. So I talked before about how Twitter will intermittently show your phone number on your screen, asking you to review your phone number. Like, is this still your phone number? And it will just show your phone number in full for anyone who's looking at your screen. With scary stuff, I'm sure that ramble will pop up on screen somewhere. But it turns out after many people complained, they fixed this. It now says, review your phone number is a bunch of stars and then two numbers, like the final two numbers. Still your phone number. Yes, that is my number. Change my number. I guess they're just assuming that just by looking at the final two numbers, you'd be able to tell if you got the same number. Because I mean, what are the odds you change your number and it happen has happens to have the exact same two final numbers? Very unlikely. Much better system, obviously. And uh, I'm happy they fixed that. So I no longer have to worry that by being on Twitter, on stream, that I might one day dox myself. You can suggest basically anything in my Discord. So for those who don't know, on my Discord, there is a place where you can suggest basically anything. On the side here, for content submissions, you can ask me any question, which may end up in Ramble if, if it's good. You can submit the facts and glitches, if you have something for facts and glitches. You can ask me story questions about the game. You can suggest speedrun mod suggestions, video ideas, compilation suggestions, games with chaos in them, like a chaos mod. Like, I knew how I played Minecraft and stuff. 5M server suggestions and general stream improvements. I think you need to be a Twitch subscriber or member or whatever to do emote idea suggestions and ramble suggestions. But that's only because we don't want people spamming like a lot of stuff in there, you know? And emote ideas only really matters for people who can use the emotes, which of course is members and uh, Twitch subs. But as of the most recent contest where I, I've, I found a bunch of artists through that, um, we're having like a lot of emotes made. So if you have any emote ideas, if you are a Twitch subscriber, please put suggestions in there. Most people end up suggesting not very good ideas, but you know, we might get some good stuff. And maybe one day I'll expand ramble suggestions to everyone as well, but that day is not today. The, the Ask Me Anything section is not meant to be about like current day topics. It's meant to be about like questions for me. But usually people will put stuff in there like, what do you think of this current thing? And they can end up in rambles too. This is a requirement for new houses in Australia. 
So in Australia, it is required by law for new houses that are built to have water catching containers, also called water tanks, basically. This not only cuts down on your cost of water, but it's also good for the environment because you're catching the rainwater or something. So this is what mine look like. Obviously you can see it takes up a big chunk of space. Previously there was like trees in front of it, but it looked completely awful. My backyard is fairly small, so it taking up such a huge chunk always annoyed me. So what I wanted to do for the longest time is get it put in the ground. And yesterday it finally happened. It now looks like this. Just a little hatch thing there that you can open and look inside and there's like water. I guess how it works is like rainwater that hits your roof gets caught and goes down a pipe and then, well, previously it went into the tank that was above ground and now it's underground. And so now I've got a little bit more of my backyard back. I now have to put some topsoil here and put some new grass here and stuff, but that'll happen. Australian wildlife loves golf. So I saw this small clip. What it shows in the clip is she's playing golf and a bunch of kangaroos just get in her way and so she can't play. That's basically the entire clip and they just jump around and they look kind of cute. I've talked about this before. Of the six times that I've played golf, I think three of the times in my life, there was kangaroos on like every single green or whatever. But it's not common, I don't think, that they like literally just get up in your business like this. Although eventually they do just hop off. It's open greenery that is well-maintained. So of course kangaroos like to hang around there. They just usually chill. It's well-maintained greenery that they can just sit around. Would they kill you? Yeah, you wouldn't want to go up and like pat them or something. They're wild animals. They're like, why are you trying to fuck with our shit? And they'll kill you. They not kill you, but like, they fuck you up. Wouldn't they just turn around and chase you off? Yeah, I mean, you just, gotta, you just leave them alone. You just play around them. Like, I don't know what the golf course does if the kangaroos become too disruptive. Can they even do anything? Who knows? This new technology is meant to help you sleep. Someone was in my chat recently talking about what I thought was like, hey, you should buy this mattress. It makes your sleep so much better. And I was like, I've got an expensive mattress. I don't need a new mattress. Don't worry about it, dude. If you got some information, whatever, DM me, it's, it's fine. But what he put me onto was something called the Pod 3. But this is basically it, right? It, it's a thing that goes around your mattress. It filters water through your bed from this little container, like cycles it. It changes the temperature to what you need, your body needs to have a good rest. And you look at something like this and you're like, this is fucking nonsense. What are you talking about? So they're selling it for like $4,000 or something with a subscription that costs like $500 a year if you want like all the advanced metrics and stuff. Like this is, this is gonna be some fierce bullshit. But I looked into it and every review is like, yeah, this, this is pretty legit. This is a thing that works and it's just gotten better over time. It, it can like automatically detect how hot you're sleeping, then cool itself to cool you down or to heat you up, depending on how you're feeling. You know how like you, you get hot at night and so you like, like lift up your blankets to put like one leg out of your cover in the hopes of that improving things and it doesn't really. This is like that on steroids basically. It, it also has a, a feature for couples where some people sleep hot, some people sleep cold. So like couples will fight with the air conditioning and stuff and, and, and how many blankets on the bed and stuff. But this can give two different temperatures to different sides of the bed. So that squabbling is done away with basically. But it's super expensive. $4,000? But as a person who has had constant sleep issues, right? I'm like, I will give anyone any amount of money so that I no longer have to feel this shit when I wake up like 50% of the time. And so I'm, I bought it and it is out there. Stay tuned for my review of the thing in two weeks. So right now, chat, I've talked before about how I have a new thing for my bed, and it surprisingly works. Having now done it for like a week or so, 
I can honestly say I do think it has improved my sleep. The results it purports is like it can increase your deep or REM sleep, whichever one is most important, by like 10 to 15%. Like it's not suggesting that it will like revolutionize your sleep, but it does say that you'll sleep better. And in my experience so far, I agree with that. I do seem to be sleeping a little bit better and it's easier to fall back asleep. I'm never too hot or too cold because it has like an automatic thing that like detects the temperature of your body and stuff. But apparently over time, it gets a better sense of what your body needs to keep it in the good parts of sleep or to keep you asleep and stuff. And so I assume it's just gonna get better over time. One thing it has is it has metrics where it tells you like how well you slept and for how long you slept, which is pretty good because usually when I would want to know how long I slept overnight, I would have to look up and see if I tweeted something prior to going to sleep or what have you, because I wouldn't remember exactly when I fell asleep. But another thing it's shown me is that how happy and productive I am is almost entirely determined by how well I slept the previous night. So I tweeted this out. A sleep tracker has really confirmed for me that the question, will I be happy and productive today, is the same as did I sleep well or poorly last night? The things I would achieve if this was always 100%. So over the last seven days, I had one 100% day where my sleep quality was 100%, my routine was 100%, and my time slept was nine hours and 43 minutes, which is a little bit longer than you should. But I remember that day. It was an excellent day. There was not a single moment in the entire day where I felt tired and I was just productive and happy the entire fucking time. It was excellent. But you can see, comparatively some, to some other days, where my sleep quality is 35%, my routine is 68%, my time step is five hours, not a good day. And this is today. I'm at 63%. I slept for less than six hours. Like, I, this is gonna be one of those days I struggle to, to feel good. You know, but these metrics certainly are very confused by like my life, just sleeping at such random goddamn inconsistent times and shit. It's slowly getting used to it. And uh, basically I'm happy with my purchase, even though the purchase was like 4,000 Australian dollars, I think. It's clearly not for everyone. I do think however, like everyone would benefit from having this. And so hopefully over time, cause this is a fairly new thing, it will become more affordable for people in coming years, right? Cause that's just an insane amount of money to spend on something, but obviously, considering my persistent sleep issues, made sense for me. This YouTuber has a Mario Party obsession. I don't know if I've talked about this before. So there's this channel called Zoom Zyke, whose most popular videos are identifying luck in Mario Party. He's done Mario Party 1, which is an hour and a half. He's done Mario Party 2, which is two hours. He's done Mario Party 3, which is three hours. Mario Party 4, which is two hours. Mario Party 5, which is three hours. Well, Mario Party 6, an analysis is five hours. And so he's just released another one, which is identifying luck in Mario Party 7, which is five and a half hours long. A five and a half hour analysis of Mario Party. Every single variable that plays into the game in its entirety, everything that's random, everything that can be influenced. Like if you want to become an expert in Mario Party, for whatever reason, these are the videos. This must have taken like hundreds of hours to do. The passion that must be required to do such a thing is so cool to me. The ones that most interested me were Mario Party 1 and 2, and I think 4, because those were the three Mario Parties I played as a kid. I played so much Mario Party 1 and 2 as a kid. Number 4 was just the one on my GameCube, which I played later in life, but um, the newer ones, watching them is a little bit confusing because they all have weird rules that were added to the newer games, which I know nothing about. Yeah, I respect that level of dedication, that level of research, it's pretty cool. So if you like Mario Party, Highly recommend checking this stuff out. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button like you're hitting a dice block in Mario Party. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.